You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A bonus episode of Fanatic about the playoffs. No music bed, no production elements. We're just keeping it real, Devon Givens. Bonus. Get straight into it. Bonus. Playoffs. (laughs) Round two. Semifinals. You must advance. Let's do it. Felt like this was necessary. We had some voicemails come in after our last call for it for our previous installment of Fanatic About the Playoffs. So wanted to do the people justice. Had to give a platform for some of these voicemails because we do love the voicemails, you know? Let's do it, man. We love the voicemails. All right. 76ers, we know this. Hosting the Atlanta Hawks at 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon to open up the second-round series, their third second-round appearance in the last four years, which is great. Some of these calls came in after the Game 5 clinch over the Washington Wizards on Wednesday. So let us get to the pod line right away. That was a great game by the Sixers tonight. They they took care of business. Uh, Seth Curry, like unbelievable game from him. Ben Simmons with triple double, like amazing, amazing. Tobias Harris, great game. First half looked a little ugly, but they they closed it out. They finished the game, ended the series. Bring on the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, hope Joel is able to play. In that series, if not, I think the Sixers still pulled that one off. Sixers and five against Atlanta. Let's go Eastern Conference Finals. Let's go Sixers. Let's go. Let's go. That's the theme of the call, I guess. Let's go, right? Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Seth Curry with the 30 points that he dropped uh, in the closeout game. Tobias Harris with his 28 as well and individually you cannot as the caller just mentioned you cannot leave out the triple double performance from ben simmons and as he alluded to uh the second half was really where they turned it up not just individually but the team defense uh uh, scoring a 38 in the third quarter and uh and 31 for washington but i looked at celts uh the free throws uh where russell westbrook and bradley beal were just parading to the free throw line in the first half 
uh, of the game. And the Sixers, yes, up by 265-63. But in the second half in total, they only shot, I believe, six total between the two after just parading to the free throw line where they both ended up with 10 free throw attempts on the night. So I thought that the individually the points that they put up, Seth Curry, what I believe was a 12 in the third quarter, but the defense in general also really did a fantastic job, team defense coming together and really closing out that game. In a game without Joel Embiid, that is precisely the type of defense that we saw in the second half that the 76ers needed to play. I do think mm-hmm. the whole idea of it's a team win, it's a team effort kind of gets overplayed. But in a game like that, they had to have it. And in the second half, and really going back towards the end of the first half, we saw that. There were guys who logged extended minutes, who did a little bit here, a little bit there. I mean, obviously Seth Curry did a lot by comparison. Ben yeah. Simmons, Tobias Harris. But even Danny Green setting the tone at the end of the second half, uh, second quarter, I thought was really important. Um, that's the way the Sixers have to play if Joel Embiid is not going to be out there. 100%. Danny Green getting the strip of Russell Westbrook right as he inbounded the ball, trying to size him up and figure out Westbrook where to go. And Danny Green waited patiently, reached at the right time, got the ball, and, and still was able to convert the layup. And then, although it didn't lead to another basket, the offensive foul, the frustration that Russell Westbrook at that point was showing, he flat out pushed Danny Green at that spot because he was, he was just hounding him and couldn't get the ball up as easy as he wanted to. So you're right. From the end of the second quarter, going into the third quarter, where a great offensive performance from Seth Curry, but then the defense in general putting it all together in the second half and ending up, of course, with a 17-point win and closeout in game game number five. We'll talk more about the Atlanta Hawks before this bonus pod. Our mailbag edition is done, but I do think that if the 76ers play that type of defense in a series against Atlanta, whether Joel Embiid's there or is not, things could work in the 76ers' favor. All right, let's hear from Rita. I don't think we can talk about how great the first round was without talking about Seth Curry. I think that man is on fire and other teams better watch out. Seth Curry stepped up when the 76ers needed him, and he's had a bit at times of an up-and-down year. I think generally he's been outstanding and by up and downs I'm, I'm referring more to availability trying to get back into a rhythm after the positive COVID test in January but he was outstanding in that closeout against the Wizards. Rita I, I thought he was fantastic and then just thinking about 11 for 17 from the floor three of six from behind the three-point line and the other thing that really stood out to me was, uh, was two things actually uh Selton Rita it was the fact that he got to the free throw line seven for seven from the free throw line and made all seven. That is not surprising. It's the volume in which he got there. And seven is a little surprising for me because we think of him more as a perimeter player. But also, once he got going, he saw how Neto opposite him. He saw from time to time it was a bigger defender like Hachimura or Daniel Gafford. But he, he wasn't worried. He, he wasn't deterred in, in what he wanted to do by putting the ball on the floor, and getting those opportunities, getting to the basket. And we know he has a very good touch around the basket with the floater and also from the angle where he banks it off the glass, uses his angles properly. He was tremendous. And while I was focused on someone else, whether it be Simmons or Harris, even though those two individually had fine games and there were others that stepped in as well and had uh, great performances in him uh, for that type of performance. We've seen, I saw a 28-point performance from him 
earlier in the year and he was great. But to only make three three-pointers but still reach the 30-point total, the seven points at the free throw line, I think Reed is right on point with this one. I know he didn't play a ton of ton of minutes depending on the series at different times, but he had a substantial role the last couple of years. Seth Curry, this is something I didn't talk about. I'll admit it, be the first to admit it, didn't talk about a lot going into the playoffs. He's a guy who has had playoff experience. He's been in the postseason mm-hmm. each of the last two years with Portland, uh, with Dallas. He was a part of the run to the Western Conference Finals with Portland, where they ultimately got swept by his brother in Golden State in 2019. So he's a guy who is familiar with this stage. And I thought, by and large, he had a really solid series. He had the Ofer game from outside the arc in Game 4. The Sixers in general were off, and then he came back, and like many of his teammates, had a great effort closing things out in Game 5. Absolutely. And a good rhythm, and uh, that's something that you want to see because now that gives you that faith overall while you trusted him in the regular season, and he's had some good games in the first series there to the way that he closed out and left us with that that lasting impression now of what he we saw in game five and also what that could mean for the next round against the Atlanta Hawks and the type of defense that they play and whoever they decide to use as their defensive assignment on Curry and what he could do. So good showing and hopefully it carries over. And we know the Hawks, they can shoot the three. 76ers we know can shoot the three. So with a team that's got the potential firepower like Atlanta, Always that much more important when you've got someone like Seth Curry. Absolutely. Absolutely. As far as that goes, uh, with between Curry and Green and even Harris, you saw Harris get in the mix with the two made threes himself. And George Hill, while he did not, he didn't even attempt the field goal in game number five, I thought he played a very good floor game and defensively helped out as well. But the fact that in game number, I believe it was game four, where he hit a couple of three-pointers also, you're going to have to knock down shots sometimes. You're not going to stop everyone. So there may be a night in this next series where Atlanta is really knocking down their perimeter shots. Can you match those? And that's going to be something that we feed off of. And now in last Saturday's game, when they played the Washington Wizards in game number three, hitting the three-pointer at the clip that they were selves, that was a tremendous display. Can they do that again? I don't know. I don't know. But at least we saw it to know that at least it might be in them to put that type of crooked number up there from behind a three-point line again. About those Atlanta Hawks. Hey, John calling. Uh, huge victory last night. Go Sixers. Super pumped for the Hawks series. Uh, I want to know your thoughts on what we do against Capella. He's a rebounding machine. The whole team is uh, top five in rebounding this season. Um, and Trey Young has really played well against us. He, you can almost bank on him to get 25 to 30 every night. Um, what do we do against him, especially if uh, if Embiid's out a little bit longer and, you know, they do the, the Hackabin uh, type stuff again? All right, um, go Sixers. Super pumped for Sunday. Yes, I think everyone is eager to see, can the 76ers get past the second round in this iteration and era of the team? Clint Capella, I think his influence, um, his significance – He's always going to be there because he's a very solid player, but obviously, Devon, this isn't going out on a limb, that if Joel Embiid is not out there at any point, Capella and his potential for a threat changes. John is right. Double-double machine. He, he's been great the way that he's been playing the, really the second half of the season. So as far as the rebounding aspect goes that John threw at us there, so it's, I, I think it's simple. It's the, the principles of know your personnel and then also help help rebound, team rebounds, 
in this in this case. We've seen it where, yes, Dwight Howard can get some really big numbers off the bench rebounding. But also when Embiid is out, one guy I always focus on is Tobias Harris. He finds a way to crash the glass and get some really good numbers on the defensive glass and the offensive as well. Ben Simmons is another candidate to be able to once again get in there, get his, get dirty a little bit and grab some rebounds and not allow those extra uh, offensive possessions to happen for the Atlanta Hawks because he is very capable, Capella, of doing that. And they have success clearly of, of, of that happening. And also with Capella, got to be careful of those pick and rolls because he picks, he rolls, he dives, and the alley-oop, the tandem between he and Trey Young with how they execute that play is really effective. So that's that's another thing that they're going to have to focus on for sure uh, with Clint Capella. It is pretty amazing, D, the turnaround that the Hawks went on. They picked up the third most wins in the NBA after March started, which is when they made their coaching change from Lloyd Pierce, who we know is with the Sixers as an assistant, to the veteran, the proven Nate McMillan. They actually finished with one more win than the 76ers over the final two and a half months of the season. They're legit, and I think that Trey Young, he's obviously talented, but he can back it up, man, and he's not afraid to put it out there. We saw that in the series against the Knicks, and I just think that whereas with the Wizards, you have two All-Stars and a former MVP in Westbrook and Beal, you know, for Atlanta, they've got Trey Young, and he is their star, but the team surrounding him, I think the roster is really a much more deep and balanced roster than what Washington was was throwing out there. The pieces fit much better with Atlanta. And to me, that's that's almost more of a concern because you can see how it's supposed to work, and they've made it by and large. There's a system there that works. Totally agree. We know who Trey Young is, an all-star point guard, all-star level point guard in his young career now, year number three. He's really talented. He averaged 29 points in that series against New York and on a big stage like New York where everyone was coming down on them, they took two games while inside Madison Square Garden. The team overall sells their long, they're athletic, uh, they're deep. From Bogdanovich to Collins, DeAndre Hunter, the Philadelphia native back uh, in town for this series. Of course, Clint Capella. Then you go to the bench and you look at what Kevin Herter and his size, Danilo Gallinari, as well, and even Lou Williams just being a veteran uh, presence in the playoffs for these players, it, it, it will be a challenge. It will be a challenge for the 76ers against this athletic team. Defensively, they indeed have stepped up since Nate McMillan has taken over. That has always been a calling card of his from his playing days to his coaching days, both with Portland and Indiana, and that has clearly shown in, in his time now and, and since taking over as head coach for the Atlanta Hawks. So the Sixers will have to be ready, and I think Doc Rivers and his coaching staff know that. They've had the advanced scouting already taken care of. They're watching their film. They're communicating. The game plan is pretty much set at this time of what they want to do, especially based on the things that they last saw against the New York Knicks. So this will be an entertaining series, and I think it's going to be a challenging series for both sides uh, with the 76ers still being the clear top team between the two. Certainly would expect it to be more of a challenge for the 76ers Regardless of the status of Joel Embiid, I feel like the Hawks are a totally different type of team than the Washington Wizards. Paint us two pictures, Devon, before we wrap up this bonus mailbag edition of Fanatic about the playoffs. 
Game one with Joel Embiid and game one without Joel Embiid. Game one with Joel Embiid will be a victory for the 76ers, but obviously I think the first five minutes will be key for all of us viewing that game and wondering how he's going to be feeling in those first five. Having some time off since last Monday uh, on Memorial Day and not playing a, a live game, an actual game. I'm not sure what's been going on behind the scenes, if he's able to run up and down the court in fives and get some work in. Uh, so if he's ready to go, I, I think we will still see that same type of Joel Embiid, maybe a little cautious, as I said, in the first few minutes, and then getting his feet and his legs underneath him, and hopefully the conditioning will catch up and he'll be fine. They're going to have to defend him the right way. Quinn Capella can defend him, yes, but he's not a big body guy that can man up on Embiid. He's more of a weak side shot blocker to help defend that painted area and that rim. So I'm looking at that. And I think that the 76ers should still have their, their success. Who's going to, who is Trey Young going to defend? That's my question. So with all the length that they have with Hunter Collins and even Capella, the good things that they do defensively, Bogdanovich is a bigger player, six, four, six, five. Who is he going to defend? And certainly who is Trey Young going to defend? Because if it is, Seth Curry, then I'm doing everything I can to, again, make him run around quite a bit, maybe slow him down on the other end because of how much he's running, uh, chasing Seth Curry, and even hunting him out and, and getting some mismatches where they're now going to have to find out they're going to want to uh, double-team him as well. Whoever, if it's Tobias Harris, has him on a low block, has him on his hit, send that double-team, okay, then are you going to double-team Joel Embiid? So that's the one scenario. And then more of a more of a, a challenge if Embiid is not out there, but still the pieces because they've been there already in playing without Embiid throughout the season. 20 games, 20 plus games without Embiid during the campaign. And while they were more closer to 500 than anything than, than over uh, with their, with their, uh, their record, this is not going to be a big surprise. They're not going to be looking over their shoulder selves looking to see if he's going to come in and save the day. They know he's not playing. So uh, I think it would be more of a challenge, but still they could prevail in that game one without Embiid. Well put, as always. We would expect nothing less from the one and only Devon Givens, always available, summoned into mailbag duty for this bonus edition of Fanatic About the Playoffs. Thank you as always, my man. My pleasure, always. All right, next episode coming your way Monday after what we hope is a successful and positive game one. Talk to you then. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.